Hi, this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Dance with Bipolar. All right, so I'm just going to give a little bit of a disclaimer here that somebody told me that on Sundays, the trains go by every 11 minutes. So the last one went by, I don't know, like five minutes ago. So I guess we're going to see if that's true. So if it is, you know how it's going to be. It's going to be one of these start-stop shows because I'm at the tracks. Um, and one of the places closer to where I live and like it's kind of funny and I guess we're going to get into it but I'm just like legitimately enjoying just being you know and um there's been some stuff going on this week that for those of you who knew me knew the show before Christopher's death um I think the feisty old part of me is definitely coming back and it feels good. It feels really, really good. And um, I guess I'll just jump to the chase. So what happened? Well, a lot happened. Um, as you all know, like I'm in this discipleship thing where I try not to talk about it too much on the show because I think it takes away from the aspect of mental health on here. But there's an inevitability in doing something, even if you're not sure that you're 100% down with it, that it will affect you. Here comes the train, see? Okay, so that was quick. Um, either my timing is off or they're running faster than 11 minutes. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if that meant one way or the other way. So they could be running 11, whatever. Anyway, we'll figure it out. So anyway, uh, what I was saying is um, even in, even if you're participating in something that you don't 100% you know, agree with or fall, um, or fall for, there's going to be a little bit of something in anything that's going to ring true to you. It, it's just it's just the way it is. You know, even in a huge lie, there's at least 1% truth in it, right? So, and I'm not saying that what I'm learning is all lies, because I'm not. I'm just saying that I've not, like, totally drank the Kool-Aid, you know. And I probably will never totally drink the Kool-Aid, because that just isn't who I am. But in the meanwhile, I have been learning a lot. And this this past week has had a lot to do with forgiveness for me. And in a really kind of huge, huge way. Because and I'm going to get into the religious thing here. And I'm sorry, guys. But this does have a bigger meaning. So just bear with me, okay? So basically what we're I've, taught, I've been taught and read in the Bible is that if you don't forgive people... That you keep like um, like a barrier between you and God. And if you have a barrier between you and God, then God can't forgive you what you've done. And therefore, you can't go to heaven. Cut and, that's pre- pretty much cut and chase on that. So, I've been... I guess probably over the last two weeks. Because I think last week I talked a little bit about it after... Well, we'll get into that. I think I talked a little bit about it. But um, it's been really heavy on my mind. You know, because... Well, none of us really know if there is a heaven or not. And on the side that there is a heaven, well, I would certainly like to go there, you know. And if it's going to be the fact that I can't forgive people stuff that they've done to me so many years ago that I can't actually give it a date, then that seems pretty dumb, right? I mean, that seems really stupid to me to not get entrance to heaven by being unforgiving to people who may know what they did, may not care what they did, or may have forgotten what they did, or may not be deceased. And me not forgiving them 
it just seems like a really dumb reason not to go to heaven. So I've been thinking a lot about it. And I've had to do some extreme soul searching regarding this. And I came to a conclusion that regardless of not if there is a heaven, that maybe it is time to just let some of this stuff, like, go. Like, really go. Like, just go. You know, kick it out. You know, give it its walking papers and never give it an invitation back. Lock the door behind it. Throw away the keys and just let it go. And I've been doing that. And there's been some huge ones. Um, As you all know, my family, my back family history when I was a kid is definitely not the prettiest picture ever. And there was some stuff that happened to me when I was a kid that uh, probably happened to a whole bunch of y'all. I'm sorry. And it affected me. And it affected the way I grew up. And it affected my self-confidence. And it affected the way I loved people. And it affected the way I was a drug addict and an addict and promiscuous and suicidal and all that stuff that ties up into being, you know, molested as a kid. And I had to, I mean, I, I had in my own head already had forgiven my grandfather who was the main culprit in that. And maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't. Okay. Because again, what I'm starting to understand here is that there's different ways of forgiving and the way I did it without like it being Christ-centered was still okay, right? It still still kind of did the job, but it didn't get me to the next step. So I can forgive, I think that's Walmart, I hope so. So I can forgive everybody, you know, in a secular manner, but then you just, it's like, it's just done. It's like, there's nothing to propel you further after that. It's just like, yeah, I forgive you. And then you're just supposed to move on, but move on to what, or move on to where, right? So it's kind of like, I'm not going to say it's shallow because you're still forgiving them. And hopefully you're still taking the, the burden off yourself, but there's nothing, there's nothing else to it right there's no further growth there's no there's no reward I guess there's no reward I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say there's no reward there's no reward to the forgiveness even though everybody says forgiveness is a gift to yourself which it is but there's no reward in just forgiving and then just like being like okay it's over like on this end of the forgiveness there's like eternal life in heaven you know if it exists and I'd rather err on the side of there being a heaven than there not being a heaven so I so I've been working on it and I had a dream. I still don't know if I talked about this last week cuz I was so freaked out about what else had happened, but I had a dream and in the dream I dreamt I was sleeping, right? Okay, that's typical. And um in the dream in the dream of my dream, I was told that I had to forgive someone and I would, I asked too and they told me that I had to forgive my brother, my oldest brother. Well, I'm the oldest, but my, anyway, you know, the oldest brother. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to. In the dream, I didn't want to. I just, and I woke up and I was like really affected by it. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Because like, I think about it, but I don't think about it. What had happened between us and what he had done to me. And I, I'm not going to say I blocked it because you know, when my family comes up, 
you know, they're always like, oh, do you still talk to your family? And I'm like, well, I talked to one of my brothers, but the other two I'm never going to talk to again, you know. And so, obviously, there was still a whole lot of animosity towards what he did to me. And I very methodically had to work through it to be like, can I forgive this? How do I forgive this? Why would I forgive this? And when can I forgive this? And <laughs> it's going to make me cry. And um, needless to say, I have forgiven him. And in the process of forgiving him, I actually had to like go back further and like forgive my mother for what she did to him, for him to think it was okay for what he did to me. And to forgive our childhood and to forgive the lack of parenting that we had and to forgive the lack of boundaries we had. Or the, not, I don't know the lack of boundaries, just not knowing what boundaries were. And to forgive all the stuff that we as kids didn't know or get or see or have or understand. I had to forgive my childhood, you know? And even though this incident happened when I wasn't a child anymore, but, you know, he, he wasn't... I don't even think he was a teenager. He might have just been broaching on teenage years. Um, you know, I had to... I had to. Because I don't want to get to heaven and have God be like, well, this thing was Sean, you know? Mm kick me back down the ladder and there I am in hell because I couldn't forgive something that happened when well how like well over 40 well over 40 years ago well over 40 years ago and I've not been carrying well I have been carrying it around I have been carrying it around like um actually see I don't know because it's so ingrained in me I'd like to say I haven't been carrying it around like a crutch or like um an excuse but that could be a lie I legitimately could have been carrying it around like a total excuse and uh, like an under an underlying reason as to why I do what I do or did what I did or you know things like that so in the process of all that and then what happened last week which I know I talked about losing quote unquote losing my debit card in my wallet and all that stuff which um kind of weirdly miraculously turned up the day after I made a decision to do what I did uh I did absolutely did send the key back to Christopher's family for the storage unit and um I I I flagged his aunt on Facebook because I don't do messenger so any of you are my friends on Facebook and you try to message me please stop I don't have messenger um but I flagged her in a post and then she responded with a thumbs up. So I'm not sure if that means that she got it. We'll be getting it if I need to get a hold of the storage place and like extend it for, you know, another couple days or something for them to um, be able to get what they need out of it or if I should just leave it alone. And seeing that all she did was send me a thumbs up on the post, I'm thinking that they already got the key and that they've probably already gotten Christopher's artwork and cleared it out or are clearing it out as we speak and I can end that like vigil 
Does it hurt? Yes. Yes. It hurts a lot. And the more I'm thinking about what was in the storage unit, which is just, like, so crazy because I haven't missed any of it for over a year, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, my PS3 is in there and all my old videos and all my games and my this and my that. And it's like, Dawn, you know what? You've gone pretty much for a year without any of it and your life has not ended. And, you know, it's like everything that was in that storage unit, I can replace all that Christopher's artwork, which... It's going to where it should go. And, um, yeah, because it's a week out. Today, next Sunday will be the week. It'll be the, the second year anniversary of Christopher's suicide. And, um, it just seems like this timing is just like perfectly divine that his mom will be able to have his artwork on this day and maybe they can celebrate him more instead of being so much pain for them. And, um, you know, there's still pain for me, but, oh, that's what I was trying to get at. And this whole forgiveness trip I've been on, I actually had to forgive Christopher for dying. And then I actually had to forgive myself for feeling like it was part of my fault that he died. And I had to forgive us as a couple for just letting it run off the rails so bad that neither of us was there for either one of us at this time when we needed each other last two years ago. Two years ago. It's two years ago. It's hard to believe two years ago so that's where I'm at with that um, so just to get off the religious end of it forgiveness is really huge guys um, I know some things are a lot easier to forgive than others believe me I am well aware of it but there's something to it and I'm not just talking about the God aspect of it because you know like I said I, I it's it's on a prayer and a hope that you know, God exists, and, um, but wouldn't you rather be on the favorable side than not, and I'm not saying that it's gonna, you know, I've been working on this forgiveness thing for a long time, I've been in therapy since I was 40, and I'm 57 now, so I've been, I've been working this for a long, long time, and it still took just these very recent turn of events in order for me to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't forgave that, and I totally forgot about that. And this has totally screwed my life up for this long. So maybe I should forgive that. And, you know, it's not just... And it doesn't... It, nobody else has to know. I mean, it's not like you It's not like you have to broadcast it. I'm just, you know, I'm just me. So I'm letting you all know that this is what I had... What I had to do to get to the other side. And that you can get there too. You just don't... Just don't give yourself a time constraint on it. Just just let it happen, you know, and then one day you'll wake up, and you'll be like, what's missing, what, wait a minute, I'm forgetting something, and what you'll be forgetting is the unforgiveness you had in your heart towards something that happened so long ago, that it ultimately should not be affecting your life in this day and age, so there's that, and then, of course, because I'm on a roll, right, <laughs> so, so, um, you know, now I've forgiven him and I've given away the storage unit. Well, I haven't given it. I didn't give it away. I just, I'm going to let it lapse, but I'm certainly hoping they get everything out of it before it lapses. Um, even though it's Labor Day weekend here in the U.S., so there's it's time is whatever, and everybody hits you up and lets you know that your debit card rolled, and they give you like a grace period of a week or something. So they'll actually have until <laughs> until the anniversary date of Christopher's suicide to clean out the storage unit. So they got time. Uh, but. 
what I was going to say is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like watching these birds, and they're just so cool, um, is that, so now I have like this extra, extra money, right, not a whole lot, but $106 extra a month, now that I'm not paying for the storage unit anymore, and, well, it wasn't because of that, okay, I'm, I'm getting this all screwed up, but anyway, so, just so y'all know, this this day homeless thing and this homeless thing and this disciple thing and this being, you know, ruled over by people and having, like, very little free will in my life right now and very little choice and very little leadway. I have applied for Section 8 in housing and all that good stuff. And because I am, quote-unquote, homeless and a veteran and disabled, I get bumped to the top of the housing list, um, remarkably, like, all this stuff is actually in, actually in my favor for once, so I don't know what number I am on the housing list, because I just did this last Tuesday, but I am looking to get back on my own two feet again, and not be reliant on the place where I've been staying at for almost a year now, and to have some like freedom of motion back where if I want to work on the podcast all night I can or if I want to work on the novel all night I can or if I want to do nothing all day I can and not have to be in these time constraints of chores and classes and what they want me to do and case management and CR which I'm not going to and all this stuff that they want me to do and oh god jobs for life and um just all this stuff, which I ultimately get, I'll look back at one day, and I'll be glad, I'll be very glad that I got all this training and stuff, but right now, it's just like, please don't pile any more on top of me, because I'm about ready to sink through to China, and if you're in China, then you're going to sink through to the U.S., okay, but, you know, I mean, I'm just about, I'm just about ready to, like, literally, like, just (laughs) <laughs> funny you want to listen to this I'm literally just ready to put all my stuff here in a storage unit and just like tent it until a place comes through but you know that's probably not the brightest thing I can do and I also said that you know I really I really do want to finish this program just because I want to prove to myself I can but if housing comes through before I finish the program I'm grabbing the housing I'm not doing this anymore um I have gotten a lot out of it, and I've also gotten a lot of aggravation out of it and realizing that, um, quote-unquote, Christians are people, too, with all the fallings and failings and low crap that people do to each other. And legitimately, I'd like to say that they're different from other people, but um, they're not. You know, they're not. They just have a different belief system, but they're basically just like... Every person is just like every other person. They just have a different credo, a different dogma, different agenda, you know. And, you know, and, and I guess I, I mean, I'm a person, I think, right? I'm a person too. So I fall into that. I just, um, I just try to, I just try to keep it cool, man. I just try to like keep it to myself. And I, I really, I really just want to help people and, not harm people and this program has it sometimes actually made me feel like I'm doing much more harm to people than good because I don't have the ability to do what I was doing before you know I can't I can't 
work on this marketing for this podcast like hours on end at night like I used to do I can't you know I can't write all day long my book my novel my screenplay my devotions my whatever it is I'm working on all day because I can't I'm not allowed to stay in my room because I'm isolating I'm not allowed to do this because of this because of that because of this so it's very constricting and when I first came into it I really think it was good I think I needed it I needed that stability and I mean I still need stability but I think I've learned enough now that I can give myself my own stability and not have to have people telling me 24-7 what I can do, what I can't do, where I should be, what I should, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's gotten to the point now where it's just like utter insanity to me, I mean, legitimately, it's utter insanity to me, it's like, when do I get to breathe, when we tell you to, well, fuck no, I'm gonna breathe when I damn well want to, and that's kind of where I've gotten to, which is not what they want, you know, they want a compliant little puppy dog sheep, and, um, I still got that lion in me, you know, that's just, like, not gonna tell me what to do, I'll, you know, you can suggest what I'll do, and if I like it, I'll do it, but you're not gonna tell me what to do anymore, because I have options, you know, and now the housing is actually done, it's not done, but, you know, it's been applied for in Section 8, I'll probably... I'm hoping that things come through within two months, because, um, I mean, I'm legitimately supposed to be out of the program in February anyway, and they're counting down the days for me to get out of here, so it's like, you know, they're as anxious for me to leave as I am for them, so if, as I am, anyway, yeah, um, but if I can trump them and, like, be like, <laughs> look what I did, see ya, before they can get me, I can get them, right, that's not very Christian, is it, but, you know, whatever, um, Anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, The fight is coming back in me. And I'm not going to say this has everything to do with forgiveness. And, you know, giving Christopher stuff back and not being anchored down anymore. But I'm not going to say it doesn't. Because I don't know. Maybe it's just really time. Maybe I have extended my welcome here. And it's just time, you know. I, I got stuff to do. And I can't do it here. You know, I got things to change, and I got things to fix, and I got people to help, and I can't do it from here, you know, and I understood when I came into the program that I wasn't ready, or according to them, I wasn't ready to actually go out and do things yet, because I could actually grievously injure people with my knowledge. Well, I don't think I hurt anybody beforehand, and I think I might have actually hurt people during this time, because I've had to be so quiet and careful about what I say and do. So, you know, getting written up doesn't quite have the same hold over me that it did before now that I know housing is on the way, you know, um, there's a freedom, freedom, free, right? There's freedom, there's freedom in being yourself and in, and in, and in, and in forgiveness and in finding your new identity, whatever that is after tragedy and trauma and I'm working it, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the midst of a change right now, and I like it, I really do, I like this feeling of knowing that they can't put a hold over me anymore, because I've started to take care of things on my own, that I'm starting to be me again, that I am not just an object of this place I'm staying at, that I am, they are, they are an extension of me, I am not an extension of them, and... It's just good to be able to flip that. Uh, so otherwise, um, 
yeah, um, I'm going to start doing promotions for other shows, although I don't know. I've been asked to do it, and I'm thinking about it, and now as I'm doing the show, because they want me to put it at a mid-roll point, and I don't really do, like, mid-rolls, so that means I would have to go back and, like, split this whole thing up in order to put it halfway through the show. So anyway, the name of the podcast that I am going to do the cross-promotion with is called Overtired, and apparently it deals with all kinds of stuff like I do, stress, anxiety, um, you know, first-world problems, all that kind of stuff, but just check it out. The lady's been pretty cool that I've been dealing with. And um, the fact that they want to promote Dance with Bipolar is always a cool thing. So anyway, it's um, called Overtired. And I'm sure that you can find it on all the normal podcast areas that you find all your podcasts at. And um, check it out. And that's not exactly how it is that she wants me to do it, I'm sure. But this is just like my attempt at remembering that I was asked to do something and um, I'll do it better next time but I remembered so it would check out overtired um, other than that I don't think there's a whole, a whole lot going on <coughs> I'm choking um, <coughs> yeah I don't think so see so they lied because it's been well over 11 minutes since the train went by now so, I don't know what the schedule is, but... <clears throat> anyway. I love each of you. I want to thank you all for supporting the show. Without you guys, there would be no Dancing with Bipolar. You guys make the show. And, um... I think that's about it, guys. For now. So, anyway. This is Dawn Shereen. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. And, uh, hey, let's all stay alive, okay? Train. Later. Later.